What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the street. What's up, folks? Welcome to another Tales from the Hood mini-sode hosted by myself and my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Fran, we have gotten such a swelling of love for these mini-sodes. Yeah. People coming and telling their stories that they've kept guarded close to their heart, their secret little things that happened to them when they were young or when they were college or just last week and they didn't want to tell anybody about it. They're using this outlet to tell us their deepest, darkest, weird moments that have happened to them, and I'm loving it. And also, every once in a while, we get asked, like, hey, what kind of snacks do you like to eat? That's fun, too. Yeah. I like a lighthearted one. Me sometimes too. you got to break up some stuff because things get intense around here. Yes, get a little heavy sometimes. Gets a little heavy sometimes. Pound of cotton, pound of stone. Anyway, mm-hmm. Fran, I don't know. Uh, anyway, Fran, um, let's get into it. We don't waste time here. We get right to the shit. Fran, I got an email here from a listener named Sherman. Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buddy professor. Yeah. Clumps. Um, the, sto- the, uh, the subject matter is ghost story in Catonsville. Okay. Maryland? Place in Maryland. Don't spend much time there, but I'm familiar with the, da- the name of, a place, okay. of the place. Oh, it starts off with, with, from Sherman in Maryland. Shout out to Sherman. It says, what's up, guys? What up? Love the show and love this new spinoff. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Sherms. Anyway, actually, I have two ghostly encounter stories for you, but I'll send this one as as it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Uh, Sherman, I think we'll be the judges of that. Am I right, friend? Scott Sherman, thinking you know about the hair on my neck. You don't know. Uh, anyway, I grew up in I grew up in Catonsville, Maryland, and my mom's best friend also lived in Catonsville in one of those big ass houses that are over a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. She has three daughters, and when the two younger ones were around eight and five a really scary incident happened. The eight-year-old for about two or three years had been saying that there was a ghost in the house who was also a little girl. One day, when she was six or seven, her mom went to the walk-up in the attic to find her daughter, Sarah, talking to a rocking chair. Was it moving? The chair was rocking when her mom walked into the room, but immediately stopped when she looked at it. This obviously freaked Sarah's mom out, but... Her and her husband said, if she isn't hurting anyone, it is what it is. This is the- That's crazy. That's- What? But what if though- Go for it. So, by the mom going upstairs and seeing this rocking chair move. Uh Uh-huh. And when she looked, it stopped. Yes. How do we know Mm -hmm. that this is not just her own mind- Making it extra, putting some sauce on it? Because you've seen this in films before. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it was never rocking. Yes. Maybe it was always still. Yes. And you just think, oh, it's a rocking chair, so it rocks. And now I look at it closely, and it's not rocking. Yes. Possible. That's, I mean, listen, I don't, on paper, I don't believe in ghosts. So I would say I that. But I, I would disagree. I would never let a ghost or an entity know that if I was in a dark, a dark basement or an old house, I would never be walking around confident like, ghost schmos. I respect the energy when I'm in, in the presence of it. 
But on paper, I go, what is a ghost? I don't know if I believe a ghost. Okay, so you wouldn't be all big and bad. No, not like in, in a place situation. that's actually scary. Oh, okay. Like, I'll say that in my little gotcha. apartment, my apartment, like, whatever. Like, I don't think ghosts. Tell one pop up in here. Well, don't say that. We'll what? move on. You're friendly, man. I don't, no, I don't, don't, that wasn't cool. Um. So, anyway, so, like, they said, hey, if, if, she's, if she's, if the ghost isn't, or if she's not hurting anyone, then it's fine. I don't like that that kind of just skates past the rocking chair stopping moving, but anyway, they're like, Hey man, she's fine. Yeah. Like she's not hurting anybody. Like, like she's okay. Yeah, offer some, some cheese and a drink. Yeah. Everything's, the ghost? everything's good. Yeah, she's not hurting nobody. You think ghosts eat cheese? I don't know what they do. Fair. They do exist. So, but everybody likes cheese. So it's a well, safe bet. Yeah, man. To try, like putting out milk and cookies. You do cheese and what? Milk and cookies for what? Like for Santa Claus. What do you put out for a ghost? Cheese and mm. orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> cheese and orange juice. Yes, the classic. Ghost repellent. They see that you've left that offering out. They drink the juice. They eat the cheese. And then they then that's like an exercise. It shows like, themselves. Mm, they, they reveal themselves. And they say, thank you. Yeah. And then they leave. They like walk out. Yes. They like, you've cracked the code. You've given me the secret uh, combination of life. Che- orange juice and cheese. And I can now cross over to the other side. You freed my soul. Possibly. Yeah. Because they're trapped. They're trapped in the house looking for orange juice and that's cheese. That's the cure right there. Yeah. That's what they've been looking for for centuries is orange juice and cheese. You put that down. They yeah. eat it and drink it. Now they get to go to heaven. Bam. I wouldn't say that. But, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, wherever, ghosts, wherever ghosts go. So, like, like they said, da, 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 it is what it is. Now, that's all the proof I would have needed. But, hey, to each their own. Hey, you know what, Sherms? Me too. House would have been on the market the next day. Would have been a fucking Century 21 or whatever. What's a fucking? Is that a realtor? Yeah, yeah, it would have been one of those signs out front with some dude on the front thing with his arms folded. Like, if I can't sell it, it can't be sold. And I would have been staying at a hotel down the street. Have you seen that somewhere before? Yeah, you know, oh, real realtor photos. One of my favorite things to Google people on real estate agents business cards because they're the cringiest photos you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, they all have their arms folded or their arms are on their hips or they're pointing at the camera or they're neutral faced but like trying to look tough, like they like they sell homes. I in think a they're tough terrible way. photos. Yeah, they're all yeah, yeah. I, I agree. They are. They're the worst photos. Anyway, fast forward. Sarah is now eight and Morgan is five. It's snowing outside and it's a snow day from school. One of my favorite days, friend. When you see your school pop up on that screen, it's like, we're out. Yep. Then sometimes it says two hour delay. Boo. Worse than that, sometimes it says one hour delay. Fuck off. Yeah. Just let us, just send us. <laughs> Let's go. Just send us, man. Let's just go now. That wasn't often, though. That, that wasn't often. Off. Sometimes a light flurry would be like an hour, yeah. one hour delay. Hour delay fucking oh i get to eat my toaster strudel a little slower great so anyway um sarah's now eight morgan's now five they're home from a snow day uh for the day and their mom is baking cookies or something morgan is playing right right out front on a quiet street and sarah's upstairs with her ghost friend we'll call her Susie. sarah the ghost okay sarah starts shrieking at the top of her lungs get morgan someone is taking her their mom goes running out of the front door to find Morgan crying and footprints heading back to the street and a van driving away. What? But, but she was safe. Somebody tried to kidnap the kid that was outside while the other kid was in the house oh. playing with the ghost friend. So this is real. This has nothing to do with ghosts. Footprints. Footprints. Somebody, yeah, a person ran away and got into a van and drove away. Was it wet? It was snow. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Keep up, man. So freaking out. The mom goes running back into the house, and Sarah comes down crying. Mom asks, how did you know Morgan was in danger? Sarah replies, Susie told Susie me. Told I me. knew it. She said to get you, and then she went to scare the guy off. What? 
Shout out to Suze, man. From that day forward, the whole family was fine with Susie being there. I would be too. Now, Sherman. Cheese and orange juice all day, every day. But don't put it out because then Susie leaves. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, Sherman, this did not happen to you, so do I call bullshit? You know I have to call bullshit, man. This is like secondhand information that you heard, but it's a great story. I believe I enjoyed it. I believe Spooky, scary, but a good ghost like Casper. Shout out to Casper, man. Shout out to Casper. Big head ghost. A real one, man. Like you. Remind me of you. A, a big head ghost. Yeah. That's what I am. When you have, you got, like right now, you got a white t-shirt on. So I'm a ghost? Yeah. But boom Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not so easy, huh? See, now you see. <laughs> yeah, now you want to talk shit to me. It's, you can't just go pressing any button. Sometimes you, just, it's, you, you get it wrong. It happens to the best of us, man. <laughs> <laughs> you playing good vibes music. That doesn't even, that's not even in this universe. That doesn't happen here. Anyway, let's go to another email. So no, that's crazy though. Oh yeah, you, yeah. Let's sit on that for a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it is bullshit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, like, am I supposed to go like, man, sorry. that's crazy, man? Shout out to Susie, the ghost. Yeah. It was a good one though. It was fun. Good one. Fun story, like something you read on Reddit. Yeah. But do I believe it? No, I don't care. Catonsville, whatever the fuck, man. That's cool. But hey, Sherms. You spun a hell of a town, yeah, a hell, hell of a tale, my boy. And that's guess what? It's tales from the hood. Yeah. So you spun a hell of a tale. Mission accomplished. Shout out to Sherman. Keep doing your thing out there, brother. Uh, we got an email here from uh, email from Emily. Okay. Shout out to Emily. Uh, the subject matter is tales from the hood. TFTH. Satan should should switch to decaf, maybe. Okay. Okay, so maybe it's coffee related, huh, Fran? That's your yeah, t- that's your bag. Yeah. So okay, here we go. Hello, Fran and Alvin. Boom, energy right out of the gate. I like that. No, I like that I energy. Agree. I like that energy coming with Emily. You may use my name. <laughs> it's Emily. <laughs> oh, heard- that's in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she laughs. She put ha ha there. <laughs> so, that's so, you threw that in there. No, no, no. It was so funny. Oh yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why she. Why? That's a good question for her. I don't know why that's so funny. Oh, because like we 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 don't use people's names. Sometimes. Right. So she's yeah. like, you can use my I get name. That. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So she did that. So she said, it's haha. It's Emily. I heard Alvin on Morbid and thought I would check you guys' podcast out, and I'm hooked. I even made my sister listen, and she is now a fan too. Emily, that's Ooh. street team. Shout out to you, Emily, doing your thing. Shout out, getting the word out there in the world. Keep doing that. Let's run the numbers up. Anyway. Uh, so like they say, uh, Morbid, uh, cool. Great. Shout out to Morbid, by the way. Uh, and her sister's a fan now, too. I just got done with 243. Who does this serve? And Fran's story blew my mind. How is the Groveland 4 not a movie? Update on that. I think that somebody sent us a message saying, like, yeah, there's a something on YouTube or something. It but is. not like a Netflix. I'm, you know what? People know what I mean when right. I say that. I don't mean like yes. a, a, a grainy YouTube documentary video. I mean like a effort was put into us. You go, go and interview people. Years like yes. this year, go find the people to find the Groveland Four. Who, what's left of them? Interview them. Put some some production value into it. That's what I mean by a movie. Not something you just type in YouTube and see what news broadcast comes up from twenty years ago. Yeah. So that's what I mean. And I, there's not one of those. So also, congratulations on your wedding, Fran. Thank you. I have a weird sleep paralysis story, and if you read it on the show, it would make my whole ass year. I've only ever experienced sleep paralysis twice. I did it once. I've done it once or twice myself as well. Uh, the first one was just audio hallucinations, but the second time I actually saw something as well. I was lying in bed one night, and I honestly can't say that there was anything different about this night than any other night. I hadn't eaten spicy food before bed, nor had I had alcohol or anything like that. The only thing is, I was lying on my back, which is weird because I'm usually a side sleeper. I'm a stomach sleeper. What about you, Fran? Side. Side. I'd say side stomach, but mostly, mostly stomach. Um, so yeah, sleeping your stomach. 
Yeah, I slid on my back. stomach with one of my legs up by my arm. Like I look like a body, like a, bo- like a dead body. Like a dead body. Yeah, like, out, but my like outline. Yeah, like outline. I look like the outline. I sleep like the. Uh, that don't hurt your back? Your back don't hurt? Um, I guess it doesn't if you do it all the time. No, nah, I mean, no. Hmm. I, 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 no, I sleep fine. But yeah, I, sl- I, I sleep like a corpse That's crazy. drawing. Yes. Yeah, That's insane. how I sleep, laid out just like that. Sleeping on your back is crazy to me. What are you, a vampire? So, arms <laughs> crossed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so she said, dead? "Yeah, what the fuck is this?" Still, you stay. St- how do you sleep? How do you stay? Th- you have to move. How do you stay on your back the whole night? That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so I guess apparently this night this unlocked it for her. She she slept on her back. The incident began with what I thought was an earthquake. The bed started shaking extremely violently, and I became aware that I could not move a muscle. Because of the previous sleep paralysis episode, I knew that on some level, I knew on some level that I was having another experience. That's when I became aware of a huge dark figure standing next to my bed looming over me. It was pitch black. I couldn't make out a single detail other than its form. I knew deep in my bones that it was about to speak to me. I was terrified. I honestly don't think I've ever been more afraid in my life. I also knew that whatever this thing was, was about to utter, whatever this thing was about to utter was going to be equally terrifying. So, unable to move or speak, before the figure had said anything, I just started praying in my head, please don't say any, please don't say something scary, please don't say something scary, please don't be scary. Finally, a deep growling voice, the figure said, let's go make some coffee. Excuse me? <laughs> Finally, in a deep growling voice, the figure said, hey. Let's go make some coffee. Now, that wasn't a deep growling voice, but that's what it said. That's crazy. Let's go make some coffee. After that, I was able to become aware of the fact that it was a hallucination. Yeah. I don't think Satan wanders <laughs> into your room at 3 a.m. because he needs to figure out, he needs help to figure out how to work the Keurig. Hopefully, he doesn't wander into your room at all. LOL. So, I did what I did the time before and opened my eyes as wide as possible to make myself wake up. The figure faded, the shaking stopped, and eventually I was able to sit up and become fully awake. I think the weird thing, besides, of course, the devil wanting to go to Starbucks with me, is that even though I knew it was a, it was a sleep paralysis episode, I was pretty convinced that there was an actual earthquake. That part felt so real, and I initially thought that maybe an earthquake triggered the whole thing. I even tried to look it up and asked around, but sure enough, the bed shaking was all part of the hallucination too. Anyway, thank you guys for so much that, that you do. You are doing an, an amazing job, and I am so glad I was able to find the pod. P.S. Maybe don't sleep on your back. Oh, <laughs> we won't, Ms. <laughs> we won't do that at all because it's for weirdos. Not and not morbid weirdos. Yeah, I was about to say that. But you know, maybe they do a lot maybe. too. Maybe we're we're kind of getting ingratiated into that world a little bit. And maybe a lot of morbid listeners are back sleepers. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. It's weird. That can't be healthy. Don't do that. What's next? You're going to sleep upside down hanging from a pipe? It's weird. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, M. Uh, on the subject, you said, you said you've had a sleep paralysis type of situation yeah. before. Yeah. Do you have a... Is it, a it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a... Uh, this dark figure. Uh-huh. I just couldn't move. I just wanted to... It yeah, was like, yeah. I, I need to get up and pee. But you couldn't move. And I was like, what is, what is going on right yeah, now? Yeah, that was me too. And you're confused and scared. Yeah. And, one time it was ha- it happened to me, and I was dating somebody at the time, and they were laying next to me, and I tried to be like, I can't move, and I couldn't op- I couldn't move my I couldn't open my mouth either. Yeah. either. So I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I fought it. People that have had, I fought it. Not 
not not you thought I said farted. Yeah. No, I fought it. Oh, okay, gotcha. I fought the par- paralysis, so I'm like, I like fought it until I could move. Yeah, yeah. And then by that time, she was still asleep. Didn't really, yeah. Didn't affect her in any kind of way. But I'm, I'm, I'm like sat up in bed, like, oh my, yeah, I, I was, uh, they had a, they had a grip, a grip on me. I, yeah. I was the demons. But one of the funnier times that it wasn't sleep paralysis, but I had like a dark figure type of thing. Mm. I was standing over at my grandmother's house and I was asleep on the couch and my grandmother kind of had like a revolving door like cousins had keys and stuff so they would come sleep on the couch in the basement too. Mm. So I was sleeping in the basement on one of the couches and like my older cousin had came over to from a party or something and she came over and came down in the basement to get on the other couch and she came down the stairs. I could hear like the, st- the stairs were creaky. Mm. So I was sleeping. I heard like franken, 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 franken while she's coming down the steps and, and I like that kind of woke me up a little bit. But when my eyes opened, everything was blurry. And all I saw was a figure coming towards me. So I was like, what do you want? No, stop. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then it like, as soon as I did all that, made that whole scene, everything wasn't blurry anymore. And it was my cousin Christian. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? I was like, sorry, my bad. I thought you were like a robber or something like that. She's like, oh, OK, I'm going to get in bed now. So I relate to that. I've had so many situations where I wake up in the middle of the night. There's like a coat hanging on a chair in my room. Yeah. And it looks like a dude. <laughs> and I, again, every time I always, that's like my, my three, my three combinations that I think is going to make somebody leave. Like, stop, get out of here. What do you want? And I'm like, they're, like, they're going to be like, oh shit, this guy, means, <laughs> this guy means business. Let me get out of it. It never does anything. And then I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a jacket and a beanie on a chair. Yeah. Silly me. So yeah, man. No, the sleep paralysis and uh, waking up in the middle of the night seeing shit is. I know what do you want? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's gonna like, like they're gonna leave then. Like they would just instead of just being like your money or like your, your, your soul. That's merch. Merch coming soon. Stop. What do you want? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Period. What do you want? Question mark. What are you doing? Question mark. Three like a real quick and rapid succession. Stop. What do you want? What are you doing? And then it's like yeah. and, then, and then it unblurs and it's like it's just uh, it's a trench coat. And then you feel dumb as shit. Or it's your cousin. And your cousin's like, what the fuck happened to you? Did somebody try to kidnap oh, you when you were a kid or something like that? Like, why are you being weird? So, yes. Again, shout out to M's, man. I appreciate that email. That was good. I like talking about sleep paralysis stuff. Yeah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And now, ooh, yeah, 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 we got a juicy one here. We're going to close things out with this one. This one is an email from Carla. It's the, the subject is TFTH, the neighbor's have eyes mm. ooh, ooh, yeah ooh, indeed so it says hey alvin and fran my name is carla i'm writing in with a tale from my hood i found you guys through an episode that you just did with ash and elena on morbid pocket shout out to morbid man. yeah man, it's great it's great uh look <laughs> <laughs> fran's still a little salty he couldn't make it this episode but, but they, listen man it's all good is they brought us they brought them yeah they man, brought oh, the, they brought her to they brought carla to here to yes. us so anyway, loving your pod so far and will be binging it until I'm caught up. I really love listener submissions on podcasts and I wanted to submit mine after hearing you guys uh, have hearing you guys say the tales don't have to be murder related for it to be worthy enough to read. Anyway, so as a disc, as a disclaimer, this tale didn't happen directly to me, 
but happened for a period of time on the street I lived on growing up. So I witnessed all kinds of weird stuff happening. I realized in the, in the below writing that I swore a few times, so feel free to censor if you want to. <laughs> Fuck that, Carla. Am I right, Fran? We're rebels. Yeah. We curse. So, oh, okay, she's getting into it. <clears throat> to set the scene, I grew up on a short dead-end road with only a few houses in a weird little suburb in Canada. I say weird because it wasn't some homeowners association cookie cutter suburb. It was an old 1960s suburb that changed over the decades into a weird, weirdly even mix of normal people and some crazies who did high key sketchy things on a regular. I don't mean drug dealers or people growing dope. This <laughs> is like a, this person was born in 1962. <laughs> or people growing dope, growing that sticky purple kush. Uh, we had a few of those, but they kept to themselves, so we didn't pay them any mind. I mean, like dangerous and creepy shit. One of the crazies happened to be right next door to me. The family, we'll call them the Johnsons, because I don't want their crazy asses coming after me for using their real names. I get that. Yes, of course. Uh, were a family of hicks. Ooh, okay. Get into it. Uh, before anyone gets upset, I don't mean hicks like people that like to drive ATVs around and who hunt deer or ducks. I mean some the hills have eyes kind of weirdos. Some one-tooth creeps who have crazy written all over them. Now that you have context, it's 2011 and I'm in high school. So take that back. They, are not, they weren't born in 1962. They just say dope up there. Growing dope. Is what year is it? It's 2011 and Carla's in high school. Okay. And living there in this town, in the suburb. I don't have a lot to worry about while walking home from school, but my parents have always told me to stay the fuck away from the Johnsons and their property. Oh, Jesus. She heard about Mole Station and Peeping Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. She heard about molestation and peeping Tom allegations, uh, and, <laughs> and she just got... And she just got uh, scary gut feelings based off of how the Johnson's men ogled at us when we were playing in our yard. So my sister and I kept a mild fear of them just to be on the safe side. There was only two people living at the Johnson's residence. Old man Johnson, who was close to 90 years old at this point, mm. and his grown son, who must have been in his 60s, who we'll call Melvin. Okay, <laughs> He's the star of our story. Melvin had a reputation for being a peeping Tom. He was known to look in people's windows or walk up into the wooded area behind our houses to watch the families in the summer as they swam in, in kiddie pools, sunbathe, and etc. With binoculars, I would assume. Mm, I don't know. He's a hick, so he might have like crazy like inbred eyes that make you see really well. <laughs> that, she said hills have eyes stuff. That's the type of stuff. The people in hills have eyes had like special like attributes for like being so inbred. Zoom in vision? Yeah. Something? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. They have like one arm that's bigger than the other one and super veiny and strong. Ugh. They kill people with that. Yeah, so that's what I'm picturing. Backwoods type of stuff. So anyway, um, uh, the, uh, Melvin would be back there peeping on people and you know while they sunbathe and stuff. Well, in the next story development, a new lady moved onto our street and Melvin was entranced by her instantly. We'll call her Jenny. He immediately started walking up to the end of the road to chat Jenny up as she watched her kids play outside in, in the front yard. She didn't know he was a huge weirdo, so my mother tried to give Jenny a polite heads up that this man might not be safe. Jenny fluffed it off and kept letting Melvin come up to her and chat and flirt. I'm not really sure why she entertained the attention because Melvin was always wearing a dirty mechanic suit. 
and he wasn't a mechanic. <laughs> Uh, had a wily, unstable look in his eyes. Who like a onesie all the time? Yeah, like yeah, like one of those, like a like a. Why do you have that? Yeah, what do you do? Got a name patch? Yeah, it's, it's not his name. It's, it doesn't say Melvin on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you killed a guy. That's somebody's Jiffy Lube outfit or whatever they have up there in Canada. <laughs> whatever Jiffy Lube, whatever Canada Jiffy Lube is, you killed a Canada Jiffy Lube guy. So he's he's always so he's always wearing a mechanic's onesie. Um, he was always dirty and he smelled putrid, mm. which is really bad. Think Willie Picton on his pig farm minus the pig farm. Oh, Willie Picton, super dark serial killer for people who don't know. Look him up. He's got a cr- bunch of crazy documentaries on YouTube and on Netflix for sure. Um, perhaps she entertained him out of fear that rejecting him might be unsafe. Oh, that happens a lot to women. Or perhaps she found something about him enticing that the rest of us were missing. I can't fathom what it would be. Anywho, my family kept an eye on the, on their interactions, not so much out of nosiness, but mostly out of concern for her for her and her kids' safety. It was frequent that my mom, little sister, and I would watch for her watch for a second out of our window, out of our second story window with a home phone nearby, just in case. Wow, Jesus, they really yeah, they don't trust this guy. We didn't know if he was a violent man, but recognized that his weird voyeuristic habits are sometimes how serial how serial scary started. We were always true crime junkies, like throughout their life as as a family. One February morning, right after Valentine's Day, we woke up and saw rose petals strewn down the asphalt street. Ooh, Mm. Jesus. Uh, She's uh. painting the scene. Ooh, not in a romantic trail of rose petals to the bed type of way. More so like someone had bought these roses, got rejected, and then threw a fit, destroying the roses as they walked their way back home. We called Jenny and Alvin and... (laughs) We call- I, read, I don't understand how you can read that. Oh. I know. I'm, I'm doing my best. We called Jenny, and Melvin had asked her out, which she politely declined. Mm. Watching him storm off like a toddler, she finally realized that we weren't being dramatic by warning her about him. We didn't get details, but something happened that she didn't want him around anymore. Oh. We let her know that if she needed anything, to call us. Call the police, whoever. We also said that we'd keep an eye out for him acting weird. The first call to the police was when Jenny caught Melvin looking in her window at night. Mm. He would go into the wooded area, like she said earlier. She would, he would go into the wooded area behind the house that lined all of, the, all of our properties and trudge through until it was behind her place. Then he would turn his flashlight off and make his way over to the back windows. The police caught him on her property when they arrived, and we saw him get put in the back of a cruiser. Not sure if he ended up catching any formal charges, but she got a restraining order against him. Good. He wasn't allowed near her property. Because of this, he had to find a new way to watch her. He settled for pretending to chip ice at the end of his driveway while staring longingly at her house all day to see if she would come outside. Jesus, this guy's creepy as fuck. It was winter, so his gravel driveway would get a layer of ice on it. Normally, us Canadians will just put some rock salt down to melt the ice away and then call it a day. As you know, if, if there's no if there's no snow, if there's no snow to remove, Melvin just stood at the end of his property from sun up to sundown, lackadaisically tapping the shovel down onto the ice while never taking his eyes off of her house. That is crazy. No, this is straight up beyond stalker activities. Again, entranced. I remember my stupid self seeing him there as I got into the car because I was an edgy teenager and thought this guy was going to end up killing someone. So of course I wanted to bully him about it. 
what the hell was wrong with me, she said about herself. Generally, Jenny was intimidated by his behavior and didn't want to leave her house, but did every day to walk to the bus stop to meet her kids. She ignored him while he tried to talk to her as she passed by. Oh, geez, he still is trying. But Melvin knew he'd get arrested if he tried to approach her. Next thing, a dude moves into our neighborhood and he befriends Jenny. At first, oh yeah. yeah. At first, Melvin is mad as hell, thinking that Jenny rejected him, but is take is but is talking to this new dude who moved in. Then new dude explains to Melvin, no, 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 it's not like that. I'm gay. So Melvin then understood that the new dude was not a threat to his obsession with Jenny. But Melvin was was an absolutely bigoted homophobe, because of course he is. So he decided to turn his attention to harassing the new guy. Wow. We will call the new guy John. Anytime John would leave his place, Melvin would stop his ice chipping and would chirp him with, would chirp him? Must be some Canadian slang. Would chirp him with slurs and vulgar statements. John was at first too sheepish to do anything but ignore him. But then Melvin started whipping his junk out at John and would ask if he, what? That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Run that back. But then Melvin started whipping his junk out at John and would ask John if he liked what he saw while hurling more slurs his way. That is like, wow. You like what you see and you're, you're pulling your dick out? That's creepy as fuck. So anyway, he would do that and then call John more slurs. John called the non-emergency line of the police and, and they came to talk to Melvin. At this, point, my little, at this point, my little sister and I simply weren't allowed to go outside unless my parent. This guy has the whole neighborhood. Just He's a menace, man. Yeah. Nobody wants to go outside in their neighborhood. So they, weren't, they basically weren't allowed to go outside unless my parents were taking us somewhere. The cops were outside every other day dealing with various harassment complaints involving Melvin. The last straw before John swiftly moved out of the neighborhood, he's driving people away, was when he came home to find Melvin in his apartment, trashing what? the place. He had climbed in through a basement window and absolutely ruined everything in there. When the cops showed up, Melvin was back in his driveway, screaming across the street at John and is actively jerking his shit at John. What the f- Melvin was re- Melvin was restrained and arrested. Sadly, old man Johnson bailed out within a day or old man Johnson bailed him out within, yeah. within a day. So now everyone on the street, this guy's like 90 years old. Aren't you embarrassed by your son? Aren't you, are you not embarrassed? You give a shit. You're not embarrassed. Your son's jerking off outside. So now everyone on the street is, is in the know and very unnerved. My dad didn't want my sister and I to, to go anywhere except to school, not even in our yard. Hell, we didn't want to go anywhere either. I was scared this man was going to come up to our house or I was scared this man was going to come into our house. My dad wound up spending money that we didn't have for some security cameras for just a smidge of peace of mind. Now you got you coming out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah, ain't, no, ain't no price for that. No, yeah, yeah peace of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's worth it, you know. Melvin tried to run Jenny's dog over one day. Oh, my God. Tried to run Jenny's dog over one day with his truck because the dog had gotten off of its leash and ran into the road just as Melvin was coming home from a job. I don't know if we... I, I wasn't there. Maybe he swerved. and I'm like, you know, dog ran out into the street. Maybe... You're yeah. not gonna make him stat like he's like well no, his history, not, his history, his history, his history speaks that he might, he might run a dog yeah. over uh, somebody that a, a woman who scorned him. So anyway, so he almost ran over Jenny's dog uh, when he was coming home from work. I witnessed this one as I was in the car just getting home from school myself at the time. Cops were called and he was arrested yet again because several eyewitnesses on the street watched this happen. Sadly, he was bailed out again. 
At this point, Jenny felt so frightened that she also moved away. These two people moved out of this damn neighborhood. On the day she moved away, Melvin watched her leave in a borrowed vehicle, hopped in his truck, and followed her to her new home. Wow. We ended up calling her to check in, and for weeks after she moved away, she... He would sit in his truck outside of her new home. It took about a month before he would stop driving by her new place to watch her. Sadly, he still owns the property next to my parents' house, and we still abs- we are still absolutely terrified of their family. They haven't done anything crazy lately, except we had to put up tall fences in our backyard because we've seen him in the woods behind our house watching us sunbathe and swim. But my parents refused to sell their house because of him. Man, watch, I mean, so they can st- they can like. St- he don't even care. Yeah, they he's can like, see, they see him, him up there. They see him in the woods, like just watching them swim and stuff, and or behind people's house, what looking in windows. Fuck? This shit is crazy. Sorry that this was a long one, and I'll be super stoked if I hear it hear it read on the podcast. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> you did. I would be wholly surprised if this man hasn't done some messed up things. He's apparently been this way since he was a kid because my because my nanny. Oh. Excuse me, my nanny. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Fancy. My nanny used to babysit him and his brothers back in the day. So I feel like he's capable of more than all of this. Remember, be generally kind, but also be wary of your weird ass neighbors and call the crap out of the police if you see them looking around in your windows. Cheers, Carla. Carla. She spun a tail, friend. Yeah. That was a hell of a tail she spun there. Shout out to Carla. That was one hell of a story. I think that your parents should let him win. Move. Just move. Just sell it. Move, man. Like, get out of there. Yeah. I had a creepy neighbor. I sold my house. You know my... Well, you had never oh, met him. Yeah. But my neighbor, he was uh, an odd guy. Yeah, man. He made me a pecan pie one time. Yeah. And I ate it. And you ate it. And there could have been shit in there, like uh, in the help or people. Could have been a people, people can pie. I don't know. But I tell you like this, that pecan pie made me a fan of pecan pie. <laughs> so it was delicious, huh? It was delicious. I was all, I was eating. I licked the pan. I had crust all in the corners of my mouth. That was delicious. <laughs> so if there was something nefarious in it, sign me up. I That's don't know. Crazy. Never knew shit could taste that good. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, this has been another uh, Tales from the Hood mini. So that email, once again, affirmativemurder at gmail.com. Please. Order stories, uh, audio submissions, uh, weird neighbor stories, and then, of course, like crazy true crime run-ins or adjacents. Those are all accepted. Or if you have questions or whatever, send them in. We'd love to hear from you guys. Keep them coming. This has been so fun. This is a fun little thing, extra thing to do. We're glad you guys are enjoying it. Fran, how are you enjoying this? Oh, I, I love it. To, I always like to check in on you. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, crazy it's so story. crazy, man. It's from all over the world. We got two Canada ones. Yes. You know, shout out to Canada. They're doing their thing up there. Carla's got a nanny. What's up with that? Can we come over and swim in your pool, Carla? Can you, you, not that dude's down out there? Oh yeah, true. Not yeah, really if he sees this, if that. he sees this, he sees this dump truck coming. <laughs> he's gonna be out there for sure, loving it. Anyway, I don't know, man. I don't, maybe not. Oh yeah, because he's a homophobe. Yeah, yeah, true. He'd be yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. That guy's weird. I don't know. He's he'd be he'd oh, like be mad at weird. me. Because I have a speedo on, but he'd be jerking his dick and, and calling me slurs or something yeah. like that. That's a weird, I don't know. That's a weird way to call somebody gay, like by jerking off at them. Yeah. But anyway, we won't get into that. That guy's not our neighbor. He's not oh, your neighbor. Fuck him. I don't have neighbors that bad. Neighbors from hell. Carla, tell your parents, get the fuck out of there. Just move. Sell the house. Um, but until next time. Always be on the lookout. Always be on the lookout.